Monday, January 1st, 2018. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, one thing's for sure, we never run out of material on today and perspective as we try to give a commentary on the news through the lens of Scripture. Today, I'd like to look ahead to 2018, but also let's focus on what about those New Year resolutions? Of course, the accepted thing is to poo-poo resolutions. Oh, that's terrible. And by the way, as a Christian, you ought to make a resolution every day to follow Jesus. Absolutely. But I don't have a problem with seasonal moments that you just build into your life to go back and evaluate, to consider, to make adjustments, to move forward. I do this pretty regularly. Every summer, I take a three-week sabbatical and do an evaluation of my life, my ministry. I create objectives for the coming year. Every five years, I have created five objectives for my life and ministry to govern me and direct me. I just think if you don't establish goals, you don't know how to score and you can't score. So take God's word, take the truth of the gospel, take your love for Christ and just begin to work through things. What do I need to put off? What do I need to put on? I think those are valid things to do and I encourage people to do it. Now, having said that, I also understand why people poo-poo this matter of resolutions. I don't know how scientific this is, but I just read a survey. Do you know why January the 21st is important, Tom? That's probably about how long the resolutions last. Uh, Bingo! (laughs) That's what the sociologists that have done an analysis say, that 90% of resolutions do not last past January the 21st. So that's the shelf life of our yearly resolutions. And this is the time of year that fitness and training industries, they love it because they got this deal for you. You come in, sign up, you pay them for the year, and they know that they're not even going to have to worry about you for about 11 months out of that year because this will last until about January the 21st. That may be true, but I think for a lot of people, this is a good time to do some self-analysis, some evaluation. So let me just give a couple of suggestions. Number one, Take some time as you move into this new year for a a little bit of a prayer retreat. I mean, even if you don't go anywhere, just take some time, just sit down and pray through and think through. What's happened this last year? First of all, I want to count my blessings, see what things the Lord has done and praise his name. Secondly, where have I faltered? What weaknesses, what cracks have been exposed in my life? Are they foundational cracks? What do I need to take a look at in my life? It's not simply what do I want to put off, but what do I want to put on? Tom, I have found in my Christian life, one of the great helps for me is my ability to consistently walk away from sin is to walk towards something else. And so if I can fix my eyes on Jesus, then I don't have my eyes on idols. If I can fill my life with that which is good and beautiful and true in following Christ, then there's not so much room for Satan to get a toehold in my life. And when he gets a toehold, He gets a foothold, and the next thing you know, he's got an arm lock on me. Early on, if I could fill my life up with a love for Christ and a love for my wife and a love for my children, that's one of the best things to do to keep me faithful before the Lord in those things. And fill your life up with a love for God's Word and those things pertaining to God's Word. I think it takes about 30 days to make a good habit. It takes about 30 days to make a good habit. I think it takes about three days to make a bad habit. I also think it takes about three days to break a good habit. It takes about 30 days to break a bad habit. 
may I encourage you to maybe use our Savior's formation for your formation. Our Savior's formation is given to us in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2 and verse 52. It says that Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, favor with God, and favor with man. He grew in wisdom. That's your intellectual life affecting the way you live your life. He grew in stature. That's your physical life. He grew in favor with God. That's your spiritual life. He grew in favor with man. That's your social, your relational life. I take those four categories every year and work my way through them. What can I do this year that I can grow intellectually that will impact my life functionally? So how about a quiet time? Do you have a quiet time? Hey, I've got a couple of ideas. At Briarwood, we've got a little booklet that we can make available to you through our web store. A one-year reading through the Bible. I encourage you to do that. Read through the Bible in a year. Through expositional preaching, we look at the leaves on the tree. But when you read through the Bible, you get to step back and look at the forest. I think about every five years, you ought to read through the Bible in a year. Now, we actually have a little booklet that gives you three different one-year Bible reading plans. I encourage you to take a look at that. My favorite devotional is called Morning Exercises by William J. If you can get a hold of that, we've got some at our bookstore. They're hard to find, but they are great. And then I would really encourage you to consider Table Talk. R.C. Sproul is home with the Lord, but Table Talk is continuing, and you cannot know what a great personal or family dynamic to use. Then, dare I say, either in place of all of the above or augmenting all of the above is a five-minute devotional put out by In Perspective called Fresh Bread. You just get our app and every day for five minutes, we'll take you through a passage of scripture with some interesting insights and thoughts. We call it Fresh Bread. That's something I have the privilege to provide. Five-minute devotional, Fresh Bread. And you might also include Today in Perspective. I actually do both of those. Here's my fresh bread. Here's Today in Perspective. And there's about 15 minutes in the car, on my way to work, coming home or wherever. Get it on the app and that would be a great step forward. Make sure you are consistently under the preaching of God's word and assembling with God's people so that you can grow in wisdom and you can grow in favor with God and favor with man. Try to put together a 5- to 15-minute devotional time for your family. Yes, the family that prays together stays together. It does help to spend time in God's Word together. And then bring your family into the church and bring the church into your family. Unite your family with a solid church. Let me just quote R.C. Sproul, if I can. When you start looking for a church, the number one thing you want to look for is what do they do with God's Word? Do they have a high view of God's Word? Is there pastoral expository preaching each week that will give you a steady diet of God's Word? Are there small group discipleship opportunities that you can be involved in? And is the church committed to the Great Commission and living out the Great Commandment? Those are what you want to look for in a Spirit-filled, God-honoring, Christ-exalting church. Don't play drive-by church if you got time for church. Prioritize your life and your family to be engaged in the life and ministry of a church. And then make a commitment this year to sharing Christ with other people. At Briarwood this year, we're actually making that a commitment. We're calling it LEAD, Lifestyle of Evangelism and Disciple Making. That's what we're encouraging people to consider this coming year. How can you make this a lifestyle? And by the way, don't forget the physical. The spiritual affects the physical and the physical affects the spiritual. So 
I don't want to live to eat. I want to eat to live for Jesus. So whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. I don't want to live to drink. I want to drink to live for Jesus. That you bring every appetite under the lordship of Jesus Christ. You don't have to lubricate life with food and drink. Our life can be oiled and lubricated by the presence of the Holy Spirit. We don't be drunk with wine. We don't be drunk with the Spirit. And we want to live for Him with all of our desire to honor Him. Just spend some time in prayer. What are those things you want to put to death? Let's put off the old man. What are those things that you want to put on? Have yourself anywhere from five to ten objectives this year. Get some insight from other people on where they think you can make improvements in putting off and putting on. And then, by the way, get yourself some models for your life. Get yourself from mentors for your life. And get yourself a band of brothers or a circle of sisters to get around you that you can pray with and hold each other accountable. Be transparent and be engaged in each other's life. So there's my encouragement for the coming new year. But let's take this year. This is 2018, the year of our Lord. Let's make it a year for the Lord. And dear Jesus, make this the last year. Come quickly. Thank you, Harry. We do look forward to an upcoming year of Today and Perspective as we look at the issues of the day through the lens of Scripture. Harry, thank you for sharing your gifts with us. Let me remind our listeners again, if you would like to utilize Today and Perspective and Fresh Bread as a part of your daily routine, as a part of your daily quiet time, simply go to your favorite app store, Google Play, the Windows Store, Amazon Apps, the Apple App Store, type in Briarwood PCA. You'll have access to all those resources and more. It's yours free of charge. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Tuesday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.